Welcome to the divine service for this, our ongoing series of Lenten midweek meditations on the passion of our Lord according to St. Matthew. A few announcements on the service, especially also for those who are listening online. I will be announcing all of the hymns for those in the congregation. They are posted on the hymn board, but I will announce each of them. We are not following the divine service for, but rather will be using the congregation at prayer order of service, which includes the creed, uh, the Kyrie, collect for the day, and also the praying of the great litany on page 288. But I will announce those as they occur in the service. We begin with the Hymn of the Week 571, God Loved the World So That He Gave. Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Again, let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, as we have known the incarnation of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the message of the angel to the Virgin Mary, so by the message of his cross and passion, bring us to the glory of his resurrection, Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for this Lenten midweek service is recorded in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 50. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak, a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me, who will contend with me. Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near. Surely the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us stand to hear the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 27th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him 
put his own clothes on him, and led him away. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Hymn 433, Glory Be to Jesus. Pleaded 
skies, but the blood of Jesus for our pardon cries. Oft as earth exalting, wafts its praise on high, angel host rejoicing. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dreams are mysterious things. We've all had dreams. We dream every night, we are told, but we don't remember them. We remember the dreams when the dreams wake us up. Dreams can be filled with strange and bizarre monsters. They can bring unlikely people together. They can include wild and crazy events. I have many dreams where I am flying. They can bring us a sense of peace or fill us with dread. Psychologists tell us that we often wrestle with problems in our dreams, things that are disturbing us or troubling our conscience. Dreams are very hard to interpret. Dreams are not to be trusted as a source of truth. Unless those dreams are given by God and revealed in his word. Nothing must ever be allowed to contradict God's word, including our dreams. But in the Bible, God sometimes used dreams to reveal his will, to direct the affairs of his people, or to predict the future. The most famous dreamer in the Bible is the prophet Joseph from the Old Testament, son of Jacob, one of 12 brothers. We don't usually refer to him as a prophet, but he was. Through dreams, God revealed his will to Joseph and to others. It's interesting. Through dreams, God revealed a famine in the land of Canaan that spread all the way down into the land of Egypt. Just as many often reject God's word when they hear things they don't want to hear, so Joseph's brothers rejected his dreams because they didn't want to hear that they would bow down to him. Who does he think he is? Well, this was God's word. They hated him because of his dreams. God's revelation through dreams, like his word, can often tell us things we don't want to hear. They may foretell suffering. They may announce judgment. They may call us to repentance. When they come from God, such dreams always reveal truth. The Gospel of Matthew includes three amazing accounts of how God worked through dreams. Joseph, The husband of Mary is the first, the Magi from the East, the second, and Pontius Pilate's wife, the third. Joseph is described by St. Matthew as a just man. He was contemplating divorcing his wife, whom he learned was pregnant, and he knew he was not the father. But Matthew records, while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, 
for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary, his wife. Joseph was warned in a dream to take the child Jesus and his mother to Egypt to escape the murderous plans of King Herod. In dreams, he was directed to return from Egypt and then to avoid Archelaus in Judea, who was reigning in the stead of his father, and take the child and his mother to Nazareth. The wise men from the east who were led by a star and the Holy Scriptures to worship the Christ child, we are told by St. Matthew, were divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, so they departed for their own country another way. Biblical dreams are not easy to hear. I often wonder, Joseph had these succession, successive dreams. He may not have wanted to go to bed at night. They're not easy to hear because they are often forecasting suffering or encounters with horrible evil. That brings us to Pontius Pilate's wife. Matthew records accurately what happened. While Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, that righteous man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. What does it mean? God's revelations through dreams in the sacred scriptures consistently show patterns of suffering. Joseph suffered at the hands of his brothers in the Old Testament when he served also as a slave in Egypt and false accusations were made against that Old Testament Joseph. Joseph, the guardian of Jesus and the husband of Mary, suffered the hardships of great responsibility as protector and guardian of Jesus and one who witnessed the horrors of the slaughter of the holy innocents while he and Mary and Joseph and the babe escaped the murderous plot of King Herod. The Magi suffered as their joy in worshiping the Christ child whom they had traveled hundreds of miles to see was interrupted by the revelation that not everyone would love the Lord Jesus. How fascinating to note that all of these examples include suffering for the sake of or in the context of innocence. Joseph in the Old Testament. Joseph in the New Testament. The Magi. And according to the dream of Pilate's wife, Jesus. She knew that the chief priests were demanding Jesus' execution. Judea was the worst place in the Roman Empire to serve as a, govern, as a governor. It was the armpit of the empire. And she knew that the Jews would stop at nothing to secure Jesus' crucifixion and the fate of her husband, the governor, weighed in the balance for her. But God was in charge, not the Jews, and not even Pontius Pilate. They would only serve as the Lord's instruments for the plan of salvation that was really God's plan all along. The Lord would even use the evil motives and hatred of those who wanted to destroy him for his own good and gracious purposes, the salvation of wicked and rebellious and guilty mankind. Down through the centuries, there have been many innocent men who have been executed for crimes that they did not commit. But they were nonetheless charged with those crimes and declared guilty of those crimes. Jesus, however, is the only one who was executed for being innocent, righteous, and without sin, the only one. It had to be this way. That the innocent 
Lamb of God would be the vicarious sacrifice, substitutionary payment for the sins of the whole world. For God made him who knew no sin, St. Paul writes, to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The Lord directed Pilate's wife through a dream to urge Pilate to do what no one had ever done before. Declare a man charged with high crimes innocent and then sentence him to death. What a paradox. What a mystery. It is at the heart of the gospel. This is the significance of the message from Pilate's wife to her husband. This was God's doing. How much of this did she understand? We cannot say for sure. But throughout the Passion, many people spoke truths that they did not fully comprehend. For them, they meant one thing, but for God, something far different. But the message she received in the dream was true. And it came from God. Jesus was a righteous man. How did Pilate respond to his wife's message? Many commentators argue that he ignored her. It's not true. Quite to the contrary. He did what she asked. He declared him righteous. But then... He sentenced the righteous one to death. St. Matthew records, he took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person, this righteous man. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Dreams in the Bible lead us to a special place. They lead us to the blood of the innocent one, our Savior, Jesus Christ. His blood must be upon us and on our children. Did the multitude realize that when they said it? Not at all. But it was truth. The blood of the innocent one was shed in the place of the guilty. The blood of the innocent one made satisfaction for all sin. The blood of the innocent one is poured forth in the font of holy baptism and into the cup of the Lord's Supper for full and complete cleansing from all sin. The scriptures teach that there is life in the blood because this blood, is the blood of no one less than the innocent Son of God who shed his blood for the sins of the world. Don't believe all your experiences. Don't even trust your dreams. Trust the scriptures and how the Holy Spirit has interpreted the scriptures' dreams for us. When it seems as if life and world events are out of control, as it might seem to you today. Don't believe it. Remember the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. All things were directed by God from the foundation of the world. All things moved to the greatest event in world history, the redemption of the guilty world through the blood of the innocent. Son of God. Innocent Joseph from the Old Testament testified to this blood. The just man who was the husband of Mary testified to this blood. The holy innocence whose blood Herod shed testified to this blood. The wise men from the East who were justified by faith alone testified to this blood. And so did Pilate's wife. In the dream that she received from the Lord, she suffered much because she learned that Jesus was a righteous man 
who was soon to suffer and die for crimes that he did not commit. Thanks be to God. Through the suffering of this just man, at the hands of those who were bent on his destruction, we are comforted in our suffering and in every injustice that we experience in life. And when it seems as if the world is swirling out of control around us. And our comfort is in the blood that was poured forth for our salvation by the innocent one who died in our place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us stand for the praying of the great litany Page 288. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, Hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us, spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us, help us, good Lord. From all sin, from all error, from all evil, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Help us, good Lord, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment. Help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord to rule and govern your holy Christian church, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your wholesome word, and to sustain them in holy living, to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, and to accompany your word with your grace and spirit. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, to defend all orphans and widows and provide for them, to strengthen and keep all sick persons, especially our brother Jeremy and his family as he battles ALS, infant Mason Perez and his parents and family as he awaits a heart transplant, Walter Schmudlock, diagnosed with an inoperable tumor, David Berger in his ongoing rehabilitation for a brain injury, Kurt Scheller and Joan Lundberg in hospice care. 
to strengthen and keep all young children, to free those in bondage, and to have mercy on us all. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight shall no man living be justified. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hymn 640. Thee we adore, O hidden Savior, hymn 640. Sacrament art pleased to be. O oh, 
both flesh and spirit in thy presence fail. Yet hear thy presence we devoutly hail. In this memorial of thy death, O Lord, thou dost thy body and thy blood afford. O Thyself to give us living food. Thy blood, O Lord, one drop has power to win. Forgiveness for our world and all its sin. Fountain of goodness, Jesus, Lord and God, cleanse us unclean with thy most cleansing blood. Increase our faith and love that we may know the hope and peace which from thy presence flows. To now beneath a veil we see. May what we thirst for soon our portion be. To gaze on thee, unveiled and see thy face, the vision of thy glory. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. given for you, the body of Christ 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 given for you. Christ shed for you, the blood of Christ 
shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come. In the holy supper of your Son's body and blood, keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Hymn 428, Cross of Jesus, Cross of Sorrow. Hymn 428. Cross of Jesus, Cross of Sorrow, Oh, flesh is 
himself is bearing all the sufferings of time. Cross of Jesus, cross of sorrow, where the blood of Christ was shed.